Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour Podcast, and yes, the rumours are true, we're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So, don't waste any time, grab your tickets today, and come and watch me, Alfie, and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie there, isn't it? Yeah. Happyhourlive.co.uk. See you in May. I don't play for me. I play for the crowd. Yeah. It's all about the crowd leaving with their eyes, ears, feet hurting, sweaty mess, and just waking up the next day going, that was the best night out in ages. That's what I strive to deliver. Right, let's talk about crisps. Um <laughs> <laughs> His face dropped. Oh. No, you, you, I thought you was literally about to say, let's talk about your new single. <laughs> and new, my, my new single is suddenly called Crisps. I was really nervous before Creamfields last week. Uh, was two weeks ago, And the reason for that is I was like, I didn't even know if I was going to make it over. It was the closest ever number one, number two chart battle for 25 years. That's a hell of a stat, that. Keith Lemon, like, it would just do something one day and he's like, I've, I've got something planned for you later, you know. And it's just like... And it's like my new album's just come out and I'm meant to be the fucking cool rock star rapper or whatever. And he's got me with a belt with a needle attached to it. And I've got to go and pop things like with my crutch, you know, pop balloons. Tell us about tour bus life before you go. We want to know. And then well, you end up in your bunk with the girl, which is like quite tight because you're in there doing whatever, you know, young men did back then. <laughs> um, and then you wake and they're like, where are we going? And you're just like, you're going to rip switch, and baby. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know. And you just open your curtain. Benny, where are we going? Southampton. Close the curtain. You're going to Southampton. <laughs> There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Jack Mates Happy Hour. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Jack Mates Happy Hour podcast. Still in the middle of series five. Stevie, how are you? Uh, I'm all right. I've made a mistake, and I've just realised I put a thick jacket on, and I'm already really hot. I don't you know do, why I've done this. You do this every week. You made them, when the last time I came on, you made a mistake about something <laughs> you were wearing. I remember. <laughs> wow, that was just my clothes. You were like, I can't believe I've worn blah blah blah, blah. and I was just like, Well, you you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the sleeves up. We well, could take it off as well. We've got a full house today. We've got Stevie to my left, Robbie Knox to my right, and Mr. Example across the way. How are you, Mr. Example? Yeah, okay, I'm Example, yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> uh, you can call me Elliot if you want. I will do. Well, you're looking very, very, very dapper. You've got a very pornographic T-shirt on it, must It's a naked woman with many legs. Um, Is that what you're into? Not at the moment. <laughs> what do you mean at the moment? Well, it could be later. Yeah. Don't rule it out, do you? I like the hair choice. I like the change of... Jack tried that a couple of weeks ago. He's already blonde. The Foden. No, no, he went for the more white look, but his hairdresser, for some reason, did it with semi-permanent hair dye. 
Yeah, he so does, it didn't last very does, long. Does listen to this show, so don't. Well, say I was. Do you know what it was? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, I was coming back from Australia, like so I've been in Oz for like since last March. So it's almost been eighteen months since we had our last chat, mm-hmm. uh, and I was on my UK tour then. Now I'm obviously back for festivals and promoting a new single, and I was just like, I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling like example, if that oh, makes okay. sense. I was just feeling like dad. Right. Like I was feeling like Elliot, the great dad, mm-hmm. who grows a herb garden and, <laughs> and has a new pet cat called Loki, and he's a really good husband. You and, and Robbie like, are going to get on so well. I was like, I can't get into like festival release single rock star mode. Mm-hmm. So I need to do something. So I was like, I found this in a drawer somewhere, this choker, which isn't the usual thing I'd wear. And I was like, yeah, that looks rock and roll. Mm. Right, I'm going to smash that out of Creamfields thanks to this choker. And then I was just like, I'm going to dye my hair. So everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, he's back. Look at him. You've dyed it really well, though. I went to see a top guy, mate. Did One you? One of the top guys. Uh, see, every time I go and get mine done, it's never that consistent all the way over. It does listen. You've just moaned at me. <laughs> Your hairdresser's yeah. listening to uh, this. My so you've got the wrong hair dye. You're wearing the wrong jacket. What's, I, your, what's wrong I with you, Robin? I just want to know more about the herb garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got um, 11 herbs. Go on. Um, it's KFC. The ones that do <laughs> really well. In a, so uh, basil does amazingly in Australia. Yeah. Right, out of control. Chives, absolutely out of control. Coriander is very difficult unless you're in a humid yeah. environment. Australia summer, coriander starts going wild. Thyme and rosemary, as you know, yeah. just they, they last forever. Parsley's a piece of piss. Parsley's a piece of piss. <laughs> What's uh, happening? Sage is uh, really easy to yeah. grow in Australia as well. Same here, yeah, yeah. You're meant to be a rock star, mate. Uh, tarragon. Sage, sage gets out of control. You, you, once you start growing sage... Mate, you have to fucking slap them about a bit and uh, put them back in their box. <laughs> you you fucking no, little bit of sage. for sage. Yeah, I know. And then uh, tarragon's quite difficult to grow over there. Oregano I love, because oregano just hides under the other herbs, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. weaves its way in and out, just Does like... It's a bit snaky, oregano. Yeah. It's a vine herb. I am so out of my depth. How have you been, Jack? <laughs> I've been all right. I've not been growing any herbs. No, I have herbs. no idea what's going on I anymore. I don't smoke cannabis, but if I did, I'd grow my own batch. <laughs> and it'll be fucking out of control. How come when you're with around me, you put on a Bristolian accent? I don't know. I know. I just can't do the Norfolk accent. <laughs> it's like, so this is Norfolk. Like, are you right, bear? Where are you coming down farm? Oh, yeah. That sounds that, a, does not sound like anyone no. ever made Norfolk. The, the, what, the Norfolk ones, the I can't read and I can't write, but I sure can drive a tractor. And that's yeah. that. That's Bristol. Now, nah, Bristol's more piratey. Bristol. <laughs> Bristol's pirate, Norwich is farmer. Bristol's like Bristolian. Wow. Cheers, drive. Yeah. I'm off down the, down the cinema. You've done the exact same So, wait, so to me, yeah. Cornwall, it sounds like Bristol. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, that way. Yeah. See, I can, like, I, you know, because I'm obsessed with accents, as you know. I used to do voiceovers, and I, I was I was a stand-up comedian for a bit. I only I did 18 gigs, but I was always obsessed with acting and accents. And like for me, it's like even if people are listening and they're from these places, they're going to go you know, like Liverpool is just like oh my god, yeah, fucking sound, yeah, you know. And then they're going to go, that's not very Liverpool. And then Manchester's a bit more like, yeah, all right, sound, yeah, you're right, mate, yeah. And then you know, like Newcastle, way, hey, off me notes tonight. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? And Glasgow's for me is quite easy to do too. But then, whenever I try and do Norfolk, I'm like turning to Mr. Bristol. And it's like, and also I can't do Nottingham and Derby because Nottingham and Derby, and Notts and Derby are like a bit brummy. They're like sort of 15% brummy. I, I wouldn't even know what they sound like. Because like Birmingham's, they talk like that. Don't they? All right, you're coming out tonight, mate. That's Birmingham, isn't it? Yeah, but then Notts and Derby, I can't do. And I think that's why... I can't do Bristol and, and Norfolk because I just I don't know the difference between them. That is that is Bristolian. What you're doing yeah. is so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I thought I was from Norfolk. <laughs> you, you sound like that woman who, when they talk about the election on the news, and she goes, <laughs> "Another one." 
Not another yeah, yeah, one! <laughs> not another one from Norfolk. <laughs> You're a pirate, mate. You're a pirate. <laughs> right, okay. We need to we need to restore some order. Last time you was on, we asked you your go-to meal deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Things haven't improved. Yeah. yeah. We still ask that question. Yeah. And we listened to the previous episode back on the way here. And you didn't actually give us a definitive answer. Because I don't care. <laughs> we're going to get on a lot here. Yeah. I, I don't care. Can we do, can, <laughs> when we're finished, we're just going to have a pint and talk about herbs. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. What utter rubbish meal deal. <laughs> We've got a leaderboard. <laughs> right. God. And we rate, as every, we rate everyone's meal deal and put them in a leaderboard. So where did I leave it at last time? We, you, you gave us nothing. We spoke about Monster Munch for a while. <laughs> and you confused Jack. Oh, since I've been away, COVID, Monster Munch, they've got these fucking massive ones the size of hands. Yeah, they have. They have. They're like a proper meal in themselves. I did a brand deal with Monster Munch and they tried to get me to ask my audience whether or not they think they're claws or monsters. Yes. Claws or monsters. What? They're monsters. Do you think? I know they are. They've got their little legs and their big arms and they're like, oh, I'm a monster. Right? <laughs> you describe a Norfolk people, can I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your meal deal. <laughs> That's not giving uh, sushi. sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sushi. oh. <laughs> okay. Sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Not, what kind of sushi? Not likes? fishy. I don't eat seafood. Like chicken sushi. Chicken sushi. Okay. Chicken katsu sushi. Yeah. Is that right. a thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so, all right. Sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then we need a snack. A snack. Um. Crisps or a chocolate bar. Um. Or a fruit. Uh, bar. Raisin. Raisin and raisin and biscuit Yorkie. Oh. Okay. That's and, such uh, a good shell. And then a drink. I'll have a kombucha. What's that? Nice. Oh, you know, kombucha. Is this what you spoke about last time? I, I feel like we've had this conversation. Well, you asked me the same stupid questions, you get the same stupid <laughs> yeah. answers. What is a kombucha? I don't think... It's, it's nice bacteria for your ass. Yeah. You don't, put it, you don't put it out that way, you put it in your mouth. But... You drink it and then you have a really nice healthy poo. Do yeah. you? I know. What's the taste like? Got... Kombucha is like um, fermented drink. Like, yeah, it's like you get different fruit flavours a lot of the time. And it's got like a live culture in it. You know when people say, your fam, it's all about the culture. They're not talking about kombucha. <laughs> but kombucha does have yeah. uh, live cultures in there, like, you know, which are meant to be good for uh, balancing stomach. Fiona says, have you seen Kombucha Girl? Brittany, no, I haven't. Brittany Brooks? Brittany Broski? Oh, what is this? Who's that twat? Who's that? <laughs> kombucha Girl. Oh, my God. Oh, I have seen her. Oh, yeah, I know Kombucha Girl. Is she's the girl from this con this country? No, she's not. No? She's the girl from this country. <laughs> the show. What? That this isn't is Daisy our... May Cooper. Have you, have you met the Queen? What, the girl from this country? <laughs> <laughs> you know Lorraine Kelly? What, the girl from this country? No, she's from Scotland. <laughs> right, let's, let's, let's rate this. So, Elliot's gone for a chicken katsu sushi. I didn't know if that's a thing. <laughs> Raisin funny. and biscuit Yorkie, which I rate, and a kombucha, which I never heard of. I'll start this off. I'm going to give it a lovely 6.6. What are you going to give it, Stevie? 5.6. What's, What's this out of? Out of 10. 10. Oh, you wankers. <laughs> you said you don't even care. I don't care. Can we just move on? Yeah, we will. But I need, 6. To, put, 1. I need to put you in our leaderboard. All right, but just to give you an idea, what's at the top of the leaderboard? What sort of twatty things do you want in your Ben Foster's at ben the top Foster's now. At the top. Okay, Ben Foster's a nice fella. Yeah. All right, tell me what he's got in his stupid twatty meal deal. He, he just basically researched what we like and then came and told us our one. He'd say chicken sandwich, you're going to get like a nine. <laughs> what, it's basically it? just a quiz of who says chicken. <laughs> it is. It is. But you, you're, you're above, um, oh no, you're below, you're below Grennan. I'm trying to think of like people. What did that Grennan are, say then? What was Grennan's choice? I think he had a chicken sandwich. He got a 6.2, you got a 6.1. I know he wouldn't have had a chicken sandwich. You're so. just underneath Grennan. Yeah, but what, what, what is it? Brown bread, white bread, sourdough? Or is it, are you guys just literally, I just want chicken in a sandwich? Yeah, just give me chicken, bacon, lettuce. Okay. 
What did Ben put, Fee? Was that Ben's one? Yeah, he had a chicken triple. Yeah. He had those bugle crisps. Oh, yeah, he brought them in as well. A oh, big yeah, he bag bought of bugle. Some, he, he bought it in for us. <laughs> so he did win. And then, and then what drink did you really get approval from? He had a Mars milkshake. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Do you like them? Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. They're really good if you want to put on loads of weight. Yeah. Have a Mars milk every day. <laughs> Which yeah. I have done considerably since our last <laughs> It's not COVID's fault, it's Mars milk. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a new house. I don't know if you saw my Instagram. I bought a house, showed my granddad, he's well proud. And the fridge was full of Mars milks. And I, I said, Fee, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be fat now. It came with the house. Who was it the other day? Oh, <laughs> Grennan actually came up to me at Redden and went, What are you saying, fam? You're good, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, bro, he's, he's like, from Bedfordshire, know, but he's, he's Bedfordshire, been... but he's that proper road boy. <laughs> oh, E, what are you saying, guys? You're good, fam. Let's not start some B failure versus Grennan. No, I chatted to Grennan this morning. I love him to bits. He came up to me and he went, mate, I'm so proud of you buying your granddad a house. And I went, no, I <laughs> I bought myself a house and just showed him. He was flaunting. Yeah, my I didn't, I didn't, didn't even let my granddad. granddad. I can't. I didn't let him, even let him in the front door or touch the keys. <laughs> but it was really good for my social media. <laughs> It did actually bang, to be fair. Um, right, let's talk about crisps. Um, yeah. <laughs> His face dropped. Oh. No, you, you, I thought you was literally about to say, let's talk about your new single. <laughs> and new, my, my new single is suddenly called Crisps. Go on. You, last time you were on, you were banging on about how much you like Monster Munch. Fucking love Monster Munch. Are you still as big as well, You can't them? get them in, in Australia. So the, the only good thing about the Australians, so you know we have a lot of maize-based snacks over here. Yeah. Um, you know, like whether it's your frazzles or your monster munch and, you know, and chip you sticks, chip sticks and you've got quavers. Like Australia's a bit behind. Like they're still very much on the classic sort of like kettle chips are quite popular over there. Mm. Right. Like that style of like quality upmarket crisp. Right. Then they've got these things called twisties, which are like knickknacks. Okay. But shit, like shit Aussie versions. Then they've got burger rings. Now, burger rings are basically onion rings, but they've decided to call them burger rings. But they, they still taste onion. They taste of onion rings, but they've called them burger rings. Right. Okay. The only thing the Aussies have got going on, which, which you can't get over here, is they do a lime and black pepper crisp. Now, to think of it, you go, lime on a crisp? They are unbelievable. Uh, the Red Rock Deli lime and black pepper crisp is one of the greatest inventions of all time. How can I get hold of these? Let's order them online. But if you want to Google yeah. Red, Red Rock Deli lime and black pepper crisps, um, I just cannot... There oh. you go. They... Are the best things you've ever... 47 pounds. How are they that much? That's, 12. that's for 12. Oh, 12. Yeah. That's, that's still, big still quite a lot. Though, 50 quid for a dinner. That's not bad. <laughs> you've got to eat all 12. If you put them out at a house party or a barbecue in Australia... They bang. They bang. And also, you can still like kiss your missus after them because they're not too garlicky or chilly. You know? I had some Doritos once with lime. They were well nice. They were yeah, lime and those. something else. Were they li limited edition? Yeah. Yeah, and I can't, I can't get them anywhere now. Yeah, you can still get them. Can you, Fee, can you have a look at Doritos line, please? But they're they're yeah. the best you can get in Australia. Are they? The best crisp. And they're, 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 like, I think England has the best confectionery range, whether we're talking chocolates or chewy sweets or crisps. We have a bigger range than everyone else. Like, yeah. Even if you go to America... Yeah, America's chocolate looks, shit. Like, it's all Hershey's. Yeah. So I've got way too much sugar and not enough mm. cocoa and milk in it. But even if you look in America, you look at their sweet shops and think they've got an amazing range. They haven't. They've got like sort of five or six main sort of staple things. Mm -hmm. And each one of those has 15 flavours. Right. 
You know, like yeah. there'd be like a soda cream flavour, and you're like, yeah, M and M's with like birthday cake in and shit exactly. like that. Yeah, like they don't. Their imagination isn't. It's like it's like what Americans do. Everything they just mm. McDonaldization everything. It's yeah. like we can't come up with any new ideas. We're just going to make Fast and Furious twenty six. <laughs> and the same way that over here, you know, like someone, someone, somewhere's gone. Right, let's do a picnic. We're going to develop a picnic. Let's do a boost. Yeah, like Americans literally stop at like they go Mars bar, and they're like. What should we do? Why don't we develop like a Mars bar, like something like that, but with like, peanut I don't know, butter. like peanut butter in it? Okay, <laughs> we'll do that. And then like, should we put biscuit in it? No, let's just call it a biscuit Mars bar. <laughs> I think no, but I think we should start a new a new thing, you know, the new name. Yeah. No, 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 no. That we won't do that. We've got the Mars bar. We're gonna do uh, bubblegum flavor Mars bar. We're gonna do biscuit Mars bar. We're gonna do uh, rainbow unicorn Mars bar. We're gonna do uh, Mars bar Avengers flavor. You know, that's what Americans are like. You're yeah. the only guest that comes on that we don't have to write questions for. You know, we're just like we'll just ask you favorite crisp, and then you just go for twenty minutes. We love it. Herbs and crisps. <laughs> By the way, Walkers have got some new crisps out at the moment. Fish and chip flavour. Get on them. I don't like fish. I don't eat seafood. Someone called Corm on Twitter wants to know, are you more a beans on toast kind of guy or a cheese on toast kind of guy? Beans on toast. But I'll tell you, I spruce it up because I'm a, I'm a cook, I'm a chef. I can't stop fucking with things. Mm-hmm. Is I'll get you standard Heinz beans. Luckily, at my local uh, supermarket in Australia, at Coles, Coles is kind of like your Asda, they sell British recipe baked beans. So baked beans are very popular in Australia. And they do, like, there's their own brands in your supermarkets. Then there's Heinz, and then there's British recipe Heinz baked beans. There's very, very slightly different amounts of um, sugar and salt and how saucy they are. Right. The Australian ones are almost too saucy. Like, you tip them out, and you're probably getting, like, 10% extra sauce. Are you not a fan of them ones, then? No, because I even, I like, I like, I don't like the bread to go too soggy. So even if I open a can of beans and there's a bit of excess sauce at the top, I sort of sieve that out. Mm. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And then I finish... My baked beans, depending on what mood I'm in, oregano, parmesan, sometimes Cajun spices, black pepper, sometimes chili flakes, depending on what mood fucking I'm in. Hell. And I always do it on griddled yeah. sourdough. So I chop a big fucking like doorstep of sourdough, switch on my teppanyaki grill and out in the garden, and I griddle the, the sourdough on both sides because I want that burnt crust. I don't want that toastiness. I want the burnt. This, this is the most upper class baked beans on toast. Well, yeah. but is there one that like it, baked beans are so comforting and they remind you of like being a kid and mm. they remind you of just like, you know, them certain days where you're just like, what are we having for dinner, mum? Your mum's just like, do you fancy beans on toast? And then your mum, dad, and your sister, and you're all there like, fucking hell, it's the best thing I've fucking eaten in my life. Yeah. I want beans. It's just butter and beans and salt and horrible cheap white bread. Fucking give it to me. And then you might not have it for a week, but then the next time you have it, oh, beans on toast. Do I want to go Pizza Express? No, I want beans on toast. Um, you're a really good cook, though. I've seen your Instagram stories. You yeah. always I worked making... in a kitchen for four years, so. Oh, did you? I'm more of a cook than a chef, but I've got a couple of little chefy tricks. But I do like to take simple things and fucking spruce them up like. and make them like a posh version of yeah, it yeah. what's the difference between a cook and a chef a chef's like a qualified cook isn't it chef pretty much like they're, 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 they've trained under other like high level chefs you know yeah and it's it's more like chefs are more about I suppose like designing menus and experiences and you know whereas cooks are pretty much just making classic dishes oh so, oh, so you were a cook <laughs> you were a cook or a chef I was a cook but I'm saying you learn a few chefy things you know like where were you a cook uh, I worked at three different gastro pubs. 
Did you? Yeah, between the ages of 17 and 21. So that's where you're getting the the Instagram story inspiration from then. Because I've, I've shown Fiona a few times, going, look what he's cooking. Like, some yeah. of the stuff you use on there, I'm not even sure what it is. What's your go-to dish? Well, I, mean, like, I make my own pasta from scratch. I make my own pizzas from scratch. And I, make, I, I love doing lots of different types of curries, whether it's Indian curries or Sri Lankan curries or Malaysian curries or Thai curries. But I like to make the paste from scratch. You know what I mean? So like when you go, a lot of people, they just get coconut milk and add it to the paste. Whereas I like to get my kefir lime leaves, my lemongrass, my cashew nuts, my garlic, my ginger, coriander, parsley, or Asian basil, and make that with the sesame oil and make my own paste. So once you've got your paste, when, when you put that with the coconut milk and your chicken or whatever and your vegetables, the flavours really, really pop. Like at the back of your throat, you know, in the nose, you can smell the lemongrass and the and the lime, the kefir lime leaves, and I'm I'm baffled by this. I'm baffled. I, w- I genuinely this like I think I was 19 before I'd ever made toast. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I met, I met you on a cooking show, yeah. and we had to cook um some street food. Yeah. I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. If I make a lasagna, I'm I think I'm Heston Blumenthal or something. Yeah, but would you make your own bechamel sauce or just pour it from a dolmio? What's jar? that? The, the white sauce. The, the white sauce. Cheese sauce. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's basically milk and flour. I am not making Cook my... Uh, look so at you, me. You, you warm up your butter, you add your flour to it, yeah. and you slowly add some milk, and then some people finish it off with parmesan and a bit of nutmeg, and that yeah. is how you make a classic bechamel sauce. Are you following this? And yeah, that's, yeah. mate... And but you've, got, you've got to put the flour and the butter together. You can't add it late. And it's, but mate, it's actually probably it's like five minutes to make it, and it's so rewarding and it's so room. tasty. Go from there. All right, I maybe need to make something. I need to make something. If you can give me an idea of what I can go and make, tell me what to make. I, I actually came up with this recently, and because I, I have loads of chefs who follow me, I made a, uh, a chicken lasagna. What's that? Like? So basically, you get minced chicken. Yeah. And then like whatever herbs you got from the garden, you can have some oregano, you get some thyme, some lemon juice. And basically just like onions, garlic, or even shallots, get shallots and chicken, just get, it tastes a bit more rustic and a bit more Italian. Yeah. Maybe some balsamic vinegar, some red wine vinegar. So you basically make like a chicken mince and then layer it up with the bechamel sauce like you'd layer a, you know, a normal lasagna. Shall we, shall and we, it's a whole new experience, the chicken lasagna. Shall we try and make one? I want to, and I think you have to put it on Instagram as well. I'll put it on Instagram and you can rate it for me. Make sure you use three cheeses as well. Free cheeses. Yeah, you want like a a hard a hard, a hard cheese, a semi hard cheese, and then like a soft cheese. You want a mozzarella, a cheddar, and a parmesan. Makes a real difference. Fucking hell! I ain't we'll got we'll clue. listen to this back and just get these exact ingredients. Yeah, yeah. I have <laughs> right. no idea what's I, going on. I, I, are, you, are you good at baking? No, you're not. No, I hate baking because it's to do with precision, and I hate rules, and I hate precision. So you never I do like, bake I like off then. I would do bake off. You would. I do bake off. I want to do Master Chef. I yep. do Mastermind. What um, category? Specialist subject would probably be like the films of Martin Scorsese or something like that. Oh, really? It'd be film based. It wouldn't be music based. It would be film based because I know more about. Do you know? Films. Do you know James Haskell? Yeah, he, he went on Mastermind. Do you know what his specialist subject? Go was? on, tell me. Harry Potter. You would never think it, would you? And he smashed it. He loves Harry Potter. Wow. But he's just I like... just found out recently that Tom Felton's like my next door neighbour. What in Brisbane? No, in London. My, my, my London place. Drake, 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 Drake Malfoy. Really? Yeah, he lives down my street. He's a quality character. He's as well. a lovely guy. Are you a Potter fan? I didn't read the books, but I love the films, and I find them in the same way as Beans on Toast very comforting. <laughs> like Harry Potter, yeah. Beans on Toast, same yeah. sort of comfort levels. Like Home Alone. You watch Home Alone, you feel it's like a blanket. Yeah. Even though his whole family are fucked off, it's a very yeah. comforting film because you know he's going to fuck up the bad guys. Like Beans on Toast, fuck up the bad guys. Beans on Toast. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, what would be your go-to um, specialist subject on Mastermind TV? Probably like Pokemon. Would it? I'm trying to think of things that I know a lot about. Do you know what would be funny about that is, you know, the researchers, you write the questions, they're just like, I don't know what that one is, Carol. <laughs> you know, like they'd have to, the researchers would have to get another researcher yeah. to write questions about. Because when it's like, I remember once watching it and there was Dean Macy, you know, the decathlete. He was like a big decathlete maybe 10 years ago. Right. Lovely fella. Yeah. And he's gone on there and he didn't do very well at the general knowledge. And then they were saying, what's your special subject? And it was... Back to the Future Part 2. Not even the Back to the Future movies. That's oh, wow. very niche. Back to, yeah. That's like 90 minutes that he has to be an expert on. Yeah. And, I didn't know you could do that. I think you can if you're a celeb. Oh. And he did pretty well. <laughs> I'm not surprised. surprised. Yeah, yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah. What, what would yours be, Robbie? Weezer, probably. Really? The band? It would have been a while ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, I played the gigs with them a few times. Did you? <sighs> that, like, they're, they're the classic to book for like um, student balls. Right, okay. They're amazing. Uh, are they the ones who do beans on sausage and beans? Pork and beans? Yeah. Pork and beans. Yeah. Yeah. Is that one of the questions? Do I get a point? <laughs> <laughs> are, you looking, are you looking yeah. for a bean sponsorship? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would legally change my surname to um, bean. Yeah, those are the shows that I, I do. I think I hate... Look, I, I think what it was is maybe five, six, seven years ago, A, I was a bit more angry on Twitter all the time, having arguments and trying to get a rise out of people before I got you know married and had kids. But also... I didn't mind being famous, but I hated anything that was celeb. Right. Because that's not what I'm about. I'm like about songwriting, rapping, good songs, putting on amazing gig experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think I just, I don't know why, but I had a bee in my bonnet about it because I felt that as soon as anyone did anything celebrity based, you mm -hmm. were cheapening your brand and therefore I was losing credibility. And it's such a bullshit, but I was, honestly, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say no to everything. And then eventually, you know, that you, you know, they, they, every year they asked me to do um, I'm a Celeb get me out of it. Do they really? Every year. Why do, fucking do it? You live in Australia anyway. No, the, main thing is, the main thing is, it's like <laughs> most people do it when either they're completely bored, yeah. i.e. they may already have enough money and they've retired, but they're like, you know, say you're a member of like Boyzone. Mm. You probably made five, 10 mil in your career. You've got a nice house. You've got your wife missing kids. You don't need to do anything. Yeah. But then you, one day you just go, it's like jumping out of a plane. Mm. It's like, I might as well try that bungee jump. And I think some people go into I'm a Celeb because it's a bungee jump. Right. They just want to see if they can do it. I think it's the one that you can do and still maintain some kind of credibility. I don't know. I think as a musician, I mean, if you're a pop artist, you can go on there. But I think, don't forget, I am a pop artist, but I also mm. play like big dance festivals, mm. you know, where there's a certain level of integrity involved. I don't want, I just don't want to be on TV eating bugs because <laughs> I don't really need to prove myself in that sense. And I think you either go on it because you're bored yeah. As aforementioned, you know, like household names, celebrity, used to be in EastEnders, don't really need the money. Yeah. And you're bored because all you do is sit at home with your wife and kids every day. Or you go on it because you really need the money without sounding like a cunt. Mm. I'm not in either of those. Mm. I'm not bored and I don't need the money. So I wouldn't do it. I would definitely do it. Obviously, I'm not a celebrity enough to be on it, but if, if they asked, because a few YouTubers have been asked. I live they, 40 minutes from where they film just it. Just go pop down and do it. So it's kind of like, like my wife's actually going camping this week with her whole family and my kids for my youngest is going to be four this weekend and I can't even be with them. Obviously, I'm here for work. Mm. But it's crazy to think that they're going camping like five minutes from where they film I'm a Celeb. So the whole sort of being outdoors in Australia, because everyone's like, spider snakes. Yeah. Which, I mean, I see, I probably see spiders every day dangerous spiders i probably see once a month like snakes i probably see once a month like i see we've got green tree snakes that's lived in our front garden who we now handle because they're completely harmless the, the, these but spiders like, are but I, the, the next door have a tiger snake living under the house 
really lethal. But we've seen him probably two or three times, but we know he's under there, under like under the house, under the boxes. My mum and dad live near a golf course where there's a lot of eastern brown snakes. Now, eastern brown snakes, if they bit a human being, unless you get to hospital, you'll be dead in two hours. And yeah. Why do you not kill them when you see it? Like well, one, one bloke um, smashed one to bits with his golf club because it, it, it killed his dog. Right. Like it bit the dog and the, the level of um, venom yeah. is so strong that the dog died. It had like a cardiac arrest in like 20 minutes. And he'd caught the snake and was going to give it to the snake. Because you, if you get caught killing them, then you get like a $2,000 fine. Do, what? Even, even, the, even the poisonous ones. Why? The venomous ones. But they look little, little cunts, though. Well, they are. They're, they're absolute little fucking twats. You know, you're like, I love that dog. And you just bit him for no reason. It's like, you didn't bite him to eat him. Mm. You just bit him for a laugh. Yeah. You yeah. bit my dog and killed him. And who for am I going to... Now I've got to cuddle my wife. And that was my favourite cuddly dog. <laughs> so, but if you get caught... Obviously, I'm not going to name names here, but yeah. my dad's mate was so pissed off. He caught the snake, was going to call the snake catcher who comes and takes it away and rehouses it. Or, you know, they don't put down snakes, you naughty snake. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like a, rot, a rottweiler that's been shaking a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fuck, sorry, your dog killed a baby. You're going to have to, don't, don't take my dog away. He's such a good dog. He's only killed three babies this week. Like, with snakes, they just come and take the snake away for you. Because if you kill it, it's like a $2,000 fine. I don't get why there's a fine Im implemented, though. Because I don't get why anyone would kill a snake and then say, hi, I just killed a snake. Where do I send my uh, $2,000? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> why would you do that? And, what's, and if, if, you're only, if you only see a snake, a poisonous, venomous snake, maybe once every six months, mm. which is how often we see them, like, you if you did kill it, what are the chances that someone else has spotted you and is going to report Like your neighbour's like, hi, you're my neighbour David. He just uh, killed a venomous protected snake and I want him fined now. It's such a weird law, yeah. isn't it? You should be rewarded if you kill the snake. If you get a snake, you should be able to show it to someone, get two grand in the post. Yeah, And then you're out, the, you're out on the street and there's a massive procession of old yeah. ladies with dogs going, save our dogs, kill our snakes. You know what I mean? It's a... <laughs> I'm so sweet. We were talking about Mastermind a minute ago. Now we're talking about snakes. But, the but yeah, we do. There's a yeah. there's a, a vacant plot on our street and one house over. So it's going to be knocked down and developed. Mm. And before the builders come in, the construction people come in to knock it down. They send in basically specialist snake catchers because this garden is probably say eight times the size of this room and is completely overgrown with trees and bushes. Our cat goes in there sometimes. Just don't know how he hasn't died. Because he's like, he thinks he's well hard, this cat. <laughs> Clearly. Like, he comes back with dead birds in his mouth. He's, uh, you know what skinks are? No. Skinks are like um, little gecko type things. Fucking hell. It's like little lizards. So he's brought home a few. Going to get it up. You're going to get some skinks. What, what, how, how often do you see these spiders? Because that's the one thing putting me off going to so Australia. So there's spiders called huntsman spiders. Yeah. Now, huntsman spiders look like tarantulas. They look, they're like horrible looking bastards. Fucking hell. What, you just so, see them every... So... They're skinks, so my my cat, my cat has brought home a few of those like baby skinks. What? Yep. And my and then my wife sort of like one of them we took to the vet and saved it. Yeah. Like it, the cat had bitten into its head, and had ripped off one of its limbs. And I was like, should we put it down? And because my wife used to work at a zoo. Oh, did she? Yeah, she used to work at Corumbin Wildlife Sanctuary. So she, my wife will pick up snake spiders. Because I saw, I saw one of your Instagram stories where she's getting just like a lizard thing out of the pool or something. Mm. Or a crocodile or that something. That was a skink. <laughs> oh, what was it? That, that was, was a skink. <laughs> Our cat was shaking the skink so much, the skink sort of half escaped with his three legs and fell in our pool. 
Oh, and that was the one you then saved. And then Erin yeah. just p- grabbed it and picked it up. And yeah. I was like, fucking hell, she's a true Australian. But, mate, let's get some spiders up on the on, right. So let me talk you through some spiders. Quickly. Yeah, yeah. So there's the, um, so search huntsman spider. Huntsman is oh, one Oh, they're word. the big ones, aren't they? So huntsman spider. These. Oh, you don't want that, do you? Right. These are in every Australian house, pretty much on the eastern seaboard. Fuck off, are they? It, all year round. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Are you uh, on the east? Now, the av- yeah, the average size of them is about that. That's the size you mostly see. I have seen one about that big before on our ceiling. So for the audio uh, listeners, wife, you're, it's like a plate w- size. Like a plate. My, yeah. plate. my wife picked it up. What? <laughs> picked up its body and it, with its arms and then threw it over the garden fence. <laughs> To the neighbours. Cheers, neighbours. Um, <laughs> well, then, she's not now, bothered by it. Now, now Google golden orb spider. Now, these things look lethal and they're fucking... Oh, my fucking God. So golden orbs are mainly found in Brisbane and the Gold Coast. And they love setting up between uh, branches and, and like poles, like telegraph poles. And, and the amount of times I've walked into a golden orb like web across my face. I've never... Luckily, I've never had a spider on my face, but... You can go to say like if you go to like a flyover, yeah, like on the motor the highway, yeah, motor, not the motorway, mate, the highway. <laughs> you know there might be a, a, a walking bridge, a footbridge, yeah. That's where they like to set up because it gets oh they get the, the warm breeze and all the flies get caught in their oh. their web. And there's a bridge near us. No joke. There's probably a thousand golden orbs. Fucking hell. Yeah. And are they venomous? Or no, they they bite, but yeah. you won't die. But they look. Like bastards. Whereas, so the, so the big ones, the huntsmen's and those, are fucking scary looking. But the dangerous ones are the size of your thumbnail, red backs, red back bites, yeah? You're fucked. Let's have a look at them. They like black widows. Uh, they're smaller than the black widows. What, these? Yeah, those ones. What, you're dead if that bites you? Well, you'd get to the hospital and have an anti-venom, but yeah. those are, the, look at the size of them compared to his fingernail. So yeah. these ones like to hang out under coffee tables. <laughs> Seriously? Rank, it? Rank, really rank. <laughs> but but, but I, I, honestly, you, I was... So every day, I, my trainers... Like, say if I've been working in the garden and on my feet, might, my shoes might be slightly damp because I've been on a fucking 10-kilometer run. Yeah. That's where spiders like to hang out, in shoes. And in three years, I shake my trainers every day and now I'm at the point where I squeeze the toe of the trainer and then shake because I'm like, someone might be inside there. Oh my Three God. times in three years, a uh, huntsman has fallen out of my shoe before I put it A huntsman? A huntsman, yeah. Three times? Yeah. Do you have to do that thing where, I, I don't know if it's like a like a, a, a rumour, but in Australia, you have to look in the toilet before you sit down on it. Well, that's sometimes red backs would hang out there and potentially bite you on your ass or on the fucking tip of your dick, I suppose, but depends how big your dick is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's getting my balls then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Your big dangly balls. Um, I don't check the toilet. Like, I know some of my mates have come to stay with me and they will flush the toilet before they go to the toilet. Yeah, 100%. And I'm like, they're not going to be in there. I think it's probably happened like a few times. Are but. you used to it now though? Because obviously you're an English boy. So yeah. going over to Australia, you did you have to learn to not be scared of them? Yeah. After a while, you just stop thinking about them. Like, I would check under my pillows and beds every night probably for the first six months and you just get bored of doing it it's very easy to shake your trainers before you put them on yeah but it's not that easy to check under your dining table every time you're about to have dinner you're not going to go sorry everyone you know yeah <laughs> yeah just like it, fucking weird is it worrying with kids though that they might my kids aren't scared of, of them at all and also the main thing you have to remember is the amount of deaths there are from it it's like two deaths a year maybe from sharks yeah in a country with 30 million people where 
out of that 30 million people, 28 million people uh, live on the coast. Mm. Therefore, and you know, the, the middle of Australia is pretty much uninhabited. I don't think there's been a death from spider bites in Australia in about 20 years. Yeah, there hasn't. Yeah. And I think maybe there's maybe one or two deaths from snakes a year. Right. So out of that many people, and they are everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think there's a few deaths from crocodiles up and when you get up towards the Northern Territory, because a lot of people... Hippos? Yeah. Well, hippos is mainly Africa, isn't it? <laughs> but I live in Brisbane, mate. Not Botswana. Okay. If you go to the zoo, though, and fall B- in. B-R-I-S, not B... <laughs> so if you went in I'm a Celeb, would you not be bothered about the spiders and that now? Or the hippos? I'd be... I... <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be eating testicles. No. Not really my thing. I'd rather eat that than a, than a spider. I don't want to have to do it. Like, I'd probably sell one of my kids if I got broke. <laughs> I think well, my before young- going on I'm a celeb? Yeah, my youngest is quite, you know, entertaining. My oldest is quite intelligent. I reckon I'll get a few mil for what, each of them. What if they come to you tomorrow and they say, we give free mil to go on I'm a celeb? Not at them. You've got too much money, mate. No, it's not. I just I wouldn't do it. And I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to stand in a fucking see-through cage and have... Rats poured on me. I'll do it. I haven't I worked this you hard. Would, you wouldn't do it. I don't want to do it. Horrible. Why would you not? Do, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, but you don't, do that, <laughs> <laughs> you don't pay me enough. What? You don't pay me enough. I didn't know he paid you. <laughs> he barely does. Be thankful. <laughs> Be thankful. Um, um, no, I wouldn't do it. Honestly, it doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. I maybe do like a celeb boxing match or something. Ooh, oh, who against? Grennan. <laughs> Grennan's pretty handy, isn't he? Although yeah. it wouldn't be fair because I weigh like. 20 kilos more than him. Who would you box? I don't know. I don't want to start. No, no. (laughs) For charity. This this is going to be your clickbait. This is your clickbait. I'm not giving you any clickbait. I don't want to fight anyone. Who do you really want to punch? (laughs) I don't know. Me versus... uh... Who do you think is a closet racist? (laughs) I don't know, actually. I don't know any racists. That's good. I don't really hang around with them, you know? Not really my kind of people. Um... Right, you, why don't you go and find me a, a racist about the same height as me, same weight as me, and I'll fucking beat the shit out of him. <laughs> okay, I will. Tommy Robinson, he's probably about for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to example. He's skinny, isn't he? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, you've done it. So we, we were talking about your TV appearance. really sweaty in here, isn't it? it? Is. We'll go yeah. for a break in a minute. We'll go for a break. But I want to know before that, you, you've done like eight out of ten cats and stuff like yeah. that. Panel shows. What are they like? So Celeb Juice is great because if you laugh at Keith Lemon's jokes, that's all you have to do. He will involve you and, oh. let, and let you play around too and be stupid. Right. Whereas some of the panel shows, they just, you're filling up space and numbers. Like, you know, like Buzzcocks back in the day, eight out of 10 cats. It really is all about just the comedians and Jimmy Carr. Like, right. And there's nothing against them for that. But they, before the show, they get there the day of the show and they're given all the subjects we're going to be talking about. And as stand up comics, they sit there prepping all their jokes. So they do freestyle a bit. But you know when they go, oh, I've got a story about blah, blah, blah. It's like they're doing their little one-minute routine, stand-up routine. Yeah. And they've been rehearsing them all day. Right. So there's um, one thing that used to amaze me about Sean Locke is, is before the show, because I was on 8 out of 10 Cats three times, mm. before the show, he was always pretty silent. He'd just be in the corner. Really? And I'd be like, all right, mate. And he'd be like, hello, mate. All right. And then I'd say to some of the others, I'm like, what's up with him? Is he all right? They're like, he's just rehearsing. He was such a perfectionist. Like that's why he was so funny. Yeah. And always so flawless because he was always just practicing. Because he cared about his art of comedy so much. It's like, if you see me before I go on stage, I've done my gigs so many times and I know the songs that I'll just be there having a chat with everyone. You see me, I'm just yeah. like so relaxed. Yeah. I just want to get on stage almost like getting ready for a boxing match. You just want to get out in the ring. Yeah. Whereas I know other people are there 
and they're almost meditative because they are really trying to remember the lyrics to their new song or what are they going to say between the songs and you know they really want to they're sizing up the stage and where they're going to be and I get that and Sean Locke was kind of like that whereas the other comedians would always be super relaxed and chilled you know to be having a beer and a laugh and it was interesting that all those panel shows I did and I did Shooting Stars back in the day and obviously Celeb Juice and then I did Nick Grimshaw's show for a bit remember when he used to have his panel show and then uh -huh. Greg James had his chat show anyway mm. whenever you do those shows for the most part Everyone's just there to have a laugh. Mm. But Sean Locke was the only person, really, that was ever, I wouldn't say serious, just professional. I love that because of how And then as soon as the show was finished, he'd go, I don't know, and then want to have a drink and a chat. Really? It was almost like, let me get my... Work done. My work done. Let yeah. me get my. Let me win the FA Cup, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll get. And then we'll get pissed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's mad because of how many the quantity of shows that Sean Lott must have done as well. So many that when you do something over and over again, you you, you like you, you'd feel that you lose a little bit of love for it, or yeah. you just it becomes a bit of custom. But he was like that every every single. Yeah, time. I just think he loved writing jokes and he loved hearing people laugh at him. Yeah, because if you notice, he was always he delivering quite deadpan. And then he'd sit there almost in silence, just like, and his head probably really pleased with himself. Yeah. Where some of the other stand-ups, well, they're, they're a bit more like me. If I was there, I'm just like, if someone's really funny, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, you let it out. Yeah. Where Sean Lott would always just be like. Taking it all in. <laughs> you know, someone, Jimmy Carr says something really funny, and then Sean Lott's like. <laughs> you know, well, would he not laugh at anything you would say when you were on there? I think um, if you could surprise people. So don't forget that when you go on there as a musician or an actor or whatever, or an athlete, mm. they don't give you any jokes and you don't really get to prep because mm. like, you're there maybe an hour before filming. Oh, do they? Whereas they're there from like midday and then you start filming at 8pm. And you just rock up just before? You rock you? up maybe at six and then you start filming at eight. So they just put your makeup and give you some food. And then they briefly say, this is what we'll be talking about today. But if I've ever been in those shows and been funny, it's just been in the moment off the top of my head. Yeah. And then Jimmy Carl will do his... <laughs> <laughs> so you've never had anyone write jokes for you and stuff no. like that? I've, like, I've, been, I've been... Sometimes I've been on like 8 out of 10 cats or Celeb Juice and got some really big laughs. Mm. And then they invite you back the next time. Yeah. But then there's other times where it just isn't going your way. Because just as you think of something really funny to say, one of the stand-ups has already started their 45-second anecdote. Yeah. And they get a big laugh. And then the thing that you was about to say that was going to be hilarious, you've lost the time for it now. Yeah. Because the stand-up who's there to be... Would you... Obviously, I've seen you before you go out and perform and stuff. And that's your bread and butter. You do it all the time. You're not really nervous anymore. I was really nervous before Creamfields last week. Uh, was two you? weeks ago, And the reason for that is I was like... I didn't even know if I was going to make it over because it was very tough to get out of Australia. Very tough border laws at the moment, getting in and getting out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think I was going to make it. I said goodbye to my wife and kids, really emotional, because I was like, I'm not going to see them for eight weeks. Because mm. I've got the quarantine when I get back as well in a hotel. Wow. Um, and then I got to the airport, realised I couldn't fly. So I called my wife. I was like, babe, I'll be home in 20 minutes. She was like, what? And she's bearing in mind, she's just been crying for an hour. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm not going to see my husband for two months. And then I tried the second time to leave. My visa had changed like unbeknownst to me. And then I finally got out on the third attempt with all these exemption approval letters from the government. But but the nerves but then, weren't but because of I, the performance, was it? Well, no. It's like, I know I'm going to deliver a show. Yeah. My thing was, Creamfields is a dance festival. Yeah, so I make dance music, but I was the only live performer on there. Everybody right. else is a DJ. Oh, okay. okay and it's, it's, it's everything at Creamfields, isn't it? It's mm. from like the cheesy sort of hard style you know, like Scooter, mm -hmm. right to the very cool, like deep tech house, Jamie Jones, to like the best drummer bass in the world, Andy C, mm -hmm. you know, to like heritage acts, like Chemical Brothers. Then people like Eric Prids, who just don't play shows that often. Yeah. So you've got all of those 
people and I was up against all of those people. Yeah. So I was just like, even though I know my worth, if I'm a 18, 23, 25 year old at Creamfields, would you go and see example? And I was starting to doubt myself. Right. That must um, have made you stand out though. It did. It worked in my favour in the end, but it wasn't until I got over to the stage and my manager was just like, he came over and he went, it's fucking heaving. Yeah. It's like there's people outside the tent who can't get in. That's what you want. And I was literally like, <sighs> yeah. and then I was like doing push-ups and like, <laughs> start, like seriously, I was like, and, I, and even as I went out there, you know that thing when you're about to cry when you go, <laughs> I, I had that and I went, <sighs> fuck it. And it was like, and I just went out as soon as the moment I started rapping and singing, it was all okay. Yeah, I love that. Well, we're going to hear more about your gigs after the break. Um, the reason I brought up the nerves is because I wanted to know, do you get nervous before these panel show things? Because it's not your bread and butter. Yeah, I get more nervous. Because you know, you're like, are, are they, am I just going to sit there for an hour filming and they poke fun at me? Am I going to get to say anything? Has that ever happened? Has any? Have you ever been the butt of the jokes and you felt like yeah. being a bit... Do you get a bit pissed off by that? Or well, not? no, there's one that was like, you know, Keith Lemons, I think he's a genius. Like in terms of the some of the stuff he does, mm. you know, he's like everything from you know that when he used to do Bo Selector, he used to make all those. Props. I used to love Bo. He Selector. made all his own props. I mean, <laughs> have you seen his Instagram during um, lockdown? He was just showing people how to build papier mache props. Was he? Like, he's, oh, mate, he's like he makes stuff like film set level props himself in his in his in his workshop. Fucking hell! But Keith Lemon, like, it would just do something one day, and he's like, I've, I've got something planned for you later, you know. And it's just like, oh god, <laughs> and it's like my new album's just come out. And I'm meant to be the fucking cool rock star rapper, whatever. <laughs> and he's got me with a belt with a, a needle attached to it. And I've got to go and pop things like with my crotch, you know, pop balloons. <laughs> and you're just on TV, you know. You've just called him a genius. No, he is. But then you're just like, after, just like, if you don't do it, you look like a spoil sport. Yeah. And then if you do do it, you become a, a, a gif yeah. of me just <laughs> popping balloons with a fucking like needle phallus. It's like. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. I don't want to do this. It was the worst TV experience you've had. That. <laughs> well, the other classic one is this, uh, we've got example in today. Shall we have a rap battle? Oh. And you're like, God, that's not what I'm about. Yeah, fair enough. Like, well, if you want to have a rap battle with Professor Green, I mean, he was a battle rap champion. Like, I can sit there and have a freestyle about, you know, hmm. an orange. Yeah, <laughs> not really, because orange doesn't rhyme with anything, does it? Orange and Florent. Florence on the machine. <laughs> it's, have, let's have a break. It's point or not, we're going to have a break. Join us after when we'll be talking about Example's new single, Festivals, and uh, I'm going to ask him if he wants a rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Jack Makes Happy Hour. It's absolutely fucking boiling. I'm still here with Knox and Stevie White and um, Phil Foden. <laughs> Knox? Why is that Knox? Uh, just as your new name. It's Actually, my name. Shenanigans, shenanigans is your new name. I'm here with Shenanigans and Stevie uh, White and Phil. Little Uncle Shenanigans <laughs> and his Herb Garden of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, who am I again? Phil Foden. I'm just... Uh, there are other jokes available. Um, just saying how regional this water is. I'm recycled, clearly. Uh, whereas the London version would be, I'm clearly recycled. Come on, mate. You're good. You're and good. The, the Aussies, I'm recycled, clearly. Obviously. Obviously. And then LA, 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 
I'm clearly recycled. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm recycled AF. <laughs> I'm recycled AF. <laughs> right, last time we saw you, last time you, you kindly braced, graced us with your presence. Braced. Braced, <laughs> braced for it. <laughs> was March 2020. Yeah. Just before COVID. Oh, yeah, I remember him. And you, you invited us down to your show, the UEA show, which was a load of fun. Well, um, you, mate, you can come to all my shows. That, that video you put up on Twitter has had 300,000 views. <laughs> That's mental. It's right? mad. It's me cool. fist bumping inside the stage. Mate, you can come to every show. It's a cool video, though. All my mates were like, he's so lovely. So lovely. I am lovely in real life. You are lovely. In real life. Mm. I don't know. But this, but this was a this was a surreal... This was a... <laughs> Go on. This was a surreal moment for me because you obviously invited us down. And then on the day when we was going to come and watch you, I got a voice note from your phone... But it was from Mr. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, because he was he was like, oh yeah, I like that guy. I'm a fan of his. It's so it was. So it, I went to Suffolk to Ed's house because um, I haven't seen his house and I I wanted to see because he's got a pub, you know, with like his Lego because he loves Lego. He's got a pub at the house. He's got a pub at the house. And he's got his Lego hanging from the ceiling Fucking and like hell. he's got like twenty Sons of Anarchy jackets that he got from you know the uh, <laughs> the Sons of Anarchy writer director. So everyone puts on like a clubhouse jacket before you go in the pub. Oh cool. my god. Um, it's pretty, yeah, it's a pretty exceptional house. Um, and he's got like a big pond, which is like a, a swim, and like a, nat- a natural water hole pond, but it's got like a diving board into it and stairs. So it's like a natural swimming pool. Does that make sense? Sucking And he tried to make me go in it. And I was like, mate, I'm probably going to get like hypothermia or something. I would have gone, like, gone in it. Ed Sheeran, if you're listening, I'll go in your little pond thing. <laughs> If he invites you over, you should definitely go in his pond. I'll do anything he tells me to. I'll, I'll, I'll kiss him on the forehead. Yeah, so I went and had dinner with him at his local pub. Like yeah. His local pub he's been going to since he was a kid. It was really cute. And um, and then what we... Did, dro- what did he order? I don't know. Why does it matter? Because food. Why don't you get him on a show and ask him stupid mill deals question? <laughs> oh, yeah, Ed, you get 9.6. <laughs> um, do you know what? The, the, the awkward yeah. thing is about that is I emailed him. You gave me his email. And then I, I titled it, Let's Talk About Sandwiches. Yeah, because you know that's clickbait for him. <laughs> um, no, nah, the truth is he's, he's a, one of my best pals. And I, even though I only see him now once a year, mm-hmm. we might chat on email like all the time, like maybe every day for a week and I might not chat for six months. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those good friendships where even if you don't chat for ages, you know, you're still, you're yeah. still tight. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's a lovely fellow. Like the fact that he still wants to come to my gig, mm. it just goes to show you how grounded and humble he is. It's not, I'm not saying he, he wouldn't want to watch my gig, but it's a bit of a hassle. It can be a hassle if you're Ed Sheeran just going anywhere, yeah. let alone to a gig and then wanting to watch an hour and 20 minutes side of stage. Yeah. But I, I guess it's um, just goes to show what a lovely fella he is. Is it weird because you both sort of came up together, didn't you? Well, that, it's funny because 10 years ago this week, I was number one in the charts for Stay Awake, um, which really? was my second number one. Right. So Change the Way You Kiss Me was number one in June 2011. And then, and then Stay Awake was number one, I think, first week of September 2011. And I beat <laughs> Moves Like Jagger. That week, so by by, by like sixty nine sales, individual downloads. Ooh. It was the closest ever number one, number two chart battle for twenty five years. That's a hell of a stat, that. And like that, so I I, I claimed my second one, number one, by the skin of my teeth. And then the funny thing was, moves like Jagger was then number one for like four weeks after that. So right. great, an amazing pop song. Mm. Was it Maroon Five? Isn't it featuring yeah. Christine Aguilera or something? Yeah. Um, but the, the weird thing is, they'd done a midweek release. Like they just, this is an amazing song. We'll just drop it out of the blue. So they 
they nearly got number one, even with only being on sale for like three days. I'd had a full week of downloads. But <laughs> you don't need to mention yeah, that. Don't part. mention it. Don't mention it. In the history books, you've still yeah. got. You beat Maroon yeah. Five. But, um, <laughs> I like he's very humble though. He's like, oh, they only had three days. Hey, don't drop that bit. Okay, in. sorry. But the point of the story was, I was number one. Mm. Number two was Maroon Five, and number three was Ed with "You Need Me, I Don't Need You." Oh wow! Which I don't think was ever number one, but was is um i think at that point was his highest chart hit which is actually mental because when you think of all of ed's mega 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 hits they're all ballads or pop songs yeah and you need me i don't need you is basically a four minute rap yeah which he still ends his shows on i think it's right. just uh, yeah it's absolutely class isn't it? it's an absolutely class song yeah I'd, I'd actually love him to i don't know if his record label would ever let him do it i'd love him to just release another like, three minute rap song but he's, he's so big now, he can just do what he wants, surely. He can, but I think he's still, he's still aware of the fact that he needs to keep playing stadiums, mm. um, that he needs to keep delivering massive pop hits. and like, He's still very competitive. I think he wants more number ones. He's chasing the Beatles record. Oh, really? I think, you know, I, th- I think Ed's had nine number ones or something, but the Beatles have had maybe 16. Oh, uh, he'll piss that. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> look, he is just... I cannot sing his praises enough just as a mm. human being, like mm. regardless of his music. Mm. He's an unbelievable friend. He's a great dad. He's a great husband. He's just like... he's He hasn't changed at all. I was genuinely shocked when I met him and he'd remembered meeting me in the waterfront like eight years before that because I wasn't a YouTuber at this point. Yeah. I hadn't... I think I'd just... You're not, had you're not one now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd basically just started a channel and I did that really cringy thing where yeah. I went up to him and asked him to say in the camera, my name's Ed Sheeran, subscribe <laughs> to Jackmate or whatever. Mm. And then I thought all this time on, like he's not going to remember some silly twat and, yeah. and he did. So fair play to him. But little Miss Clo on Twitter, she asks if you like giving dad advice to your friends like Ed Sheeran and Professor Green and people like that who are now become dads. Because obviously you were the first dad in the group. <laughs> I was you? kind of like out of my peer group. Mm. I think I was the first to have a kid. You know, I'm thinking, what's, what, like, if I'm, if I'm thinking of like that era, sort of like me, Ed, Professor Green, Chase's status, Tiny Temper, Tinchy Strider. I'm pretty sure I was the first to have a kid, but everyone else sort of followed very, very shortly afterwards. Mm. So are you now like? No one you- ever really uh, asked for advice. I remember just saying to everybody, just like, just enjoy those early moments because they fly by. Like my kids are now about to become seven and four, and it feels like a year ago that my eldest was asleep on my chest in a little ball. Mm. It doesn't feel like seven years. It feels like a year. Oh. It's mental how quickly it goes when people, and that is the best advice is to just really enjoy it. When people say that, like you can never truly, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's easy, it's easy saying embrace the moments and, and make the most of it, but you can never really do it. Like yeah. before you know it, if you, you're blinking, it's gone. Like you've I'm, got a, f- I'm actually really proud of most of my, so just quickly, some mm. of my, a lot of my music friends, uh, musician, DJ, artist, rap friends, a lot of them, they do it, they do it all themselves. You know, they don't have nannies. And I think that's really commendable because mm. like artists and musicians have really mad schedules and all of my music friends pretty much are raising their kids by themselves. Mm. You know, I don't, in Australia, we don't have a cleaner or a nanny or a living chef or a personal trainer. Erin mm. and I love doing everything ourselves. We're really hands-on. We think it keeps us really grounded and focused and it gives us um, a real nice structure mm-hmm. to the day and, and kids like, you know, having a certain structure. You know, I think it's good, better for their behavior and their development. But nothing against anybody who's got a cleaner or a nanny. If that's yeah. your choice, that's fine. Erin and I both work, but we like to try and balance it. And, talk- I, and some of my friends, that's the advice I've put on it. I was like, look, if you have to go on a six-month tour, 
that's fine. And some people, unless you're like the biggest artist in the world, some people can't afford to take their wife or their girlfriend and their kids on tour because mm. it's, it's expensive. Mm. Obviously, like if you're Coldplay, every band member brings the whole family and all the kids because you're all traveling on your own jets, etc. Right. Whereas if you're just traveling around, say me in the UK, imagine me bringing my wife and two kids on a tour bus. Yeah. Although it might be fun for them one day, it's not really fair to them. So which, is Sheeran going to take his baby and... Partner? I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I think he wants to be a hands-on dad, so I'm assuming that he'd be the person who'd take mm. his wife and kid everywhere, but... You mentioned tour bus there. Yeah. Tour bus life. What's that like? We've never been... We've never... We're not Sorry, you were going to say something nice about kids and interesting. Go on, say... Not, no, I was no, just going to say he's got three kids. <laughs> yeah, I have got three kids. <laughs> you look like the sort of person who's got three cleaners, two personal trainers, four nannies... <laughs> No, not free, really. Free not nannies, isn't it? So you don't even free pay yeah. someone to tend your herb garden? No, you got to look after your own herb garden. I'm not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> you had, you had, what did you have once? Ants, was it? Was it ants you had? Uh, no, it worms. Was, you had a wormery. I had a wormery. Yeah. I had a wormery for a bit, but then like, it got bad. I had to put the wormery outside. It started to smell a bit. And oh. then wasps got into it as a bloodbath. He, he's done potatoes. The wasps got in? Wasps got in the worms, yeah. I don't know. You don't let that happen. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> All the ah. books I've read on wasping. Yeah. Wormering. You know, worming. Worm. Worming. <laughs> Have you wormed your dog this year, sir? Uh, no. Yeah, apparently, do you, me- you remember if you got worms, if you eat a worm, you could put an apple near your arsehole. Do you know about this? What? This, this isn't real. No, Jack, this is not real. Isn't it? You've... If you put an sorry, sorry. If you put an apple near your arsehole, a, a worm will come out, and, and then you get the worm out. Because it'll come out for the apple. <laughs> what, Stevie? What? Have you ever done this? Can you Google this, please? You are taking the piss. V, <laughs> Fiona, that's how, you, nah. that's how you get rid of worms. No, no. That's kind of wor- yeah, a wormery is like yeah. an earthworm, right? I, you're I, talking about like human. Yeah. You're talking about human like threadworms. Yeah, I, I don't think you should go to your doctor. Threadworms. <laughs> threadworms aren't like the ones that go in here. They're not ones that are going after apples. It's not like a proper worm. I thought if you got worms, you go to the doctors and they put an apple in your ass and a worm comes out and eats. <laughs> That's, that's not a doctor. You're going to someone. <laughs> is, is this down an alleyway? <laughs> even Fiona's just written, what the fuck would I even Google this? He's just seen a sign. Yeah. Get, your, get your worms you know removed. Yeah. He's in the middle of Soho, yeah. down an alleyway, and there's a weird bloke in like a leather suit yeah. with a stethoscope. Apple. So like, if you'd like yeah. to bend over, would you like Bramley apple, sir? Or would you like Pink Lady or Golden Delicious? Well, whatever you think the worms would prefer. Or would you like Cox? My... What's your name? Dr. Darren Bondage Face. <laughs> Dr. Bondage Face will see you now. I like oh, the, really, really? You can Apple just rip off. off different Apple brands like that. Yeah. You are a proper chef, you are. Yeah, mate. I'm, <laughs> fucking, I'm not a baker, though. I don't really like bake. <laughs> apple turnover, apple strudel, apple pie, apple crumble. Many type of apple dishes are available. <laughs> uh, better to go for cooking apple, though. Is it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> like like gubba, gubba shrimp, shrimp? Bubba, bub. <laughs> Oh yeah, shrimp pie, shrimp yeah. tackle, yeah. shrimp. Yeah, that. Yeah, all right. Let's let's talk a bit about tour because you've got a new tour coming up, right? Yeah. By the time this podcast goes out, it's be on sale. Yeah, January, Feb, is it? In January, the UK. Feb next year. Fourteen gigs, biggest and best show I've ever done. It's going to be crazy. Visuals and flamethrowers and lasers and streamers and just you've seen my gigs. It's just basically an hour and a half of non-stop energy and party. It's really good. It's not about. I don't play for me. I play for the crowd. Yeah. It's all about the crowd leaving with their eyes, ears, feet hurting, sweaty mess, and just waking up the next day going, that was the best night out in ages. That's what I strive to deliver. It's not about, let's play some weird, you know, I'm not like Radiohead. Like, I think 
let's let's not play the hits. Let's do some B sides and let's do a cover of that Kate Bush song. <laughs> because everyone's paid 185 quid to see us at the O2 Arena. That's what they'll want. And now we're going to play a song we've never performed. And uh, yeah, enjoy this one. <laughs> you are you just play the bangers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're not going to put any Kate Bush in this tour. Wait and see. <laughs> Maybe I'll put an image of Kate Bush on the screen. Yeah. I think well, you should now. Can I come and see you again at UEA? I always love it. Yeah, but I'd rather you'd made a trip somewhere more regional and fun. Just get out of your comfort zone, you know? <laughs> You're looking after me. <laughs> yeah. Go to I a London bit. one. Wait, wait, come, Leeds. Where do you want me to come? Leeds. Where do you want me to come? Honestly, the best gigs are always Glasgow or Manchester. Oh, Absolutely. Really? Barrowlands. Barrowlands, mate. If you can if you can be, ever be bothered to get the train or mm. fly up to Glasgow yeah. to come and see my gigs, I guarantee you, you will never see a better crowd in your entire life. I will come to Glasgow. My Glasgow gigs sell out mm. in about 10 minutes. Really? They're mad for it. I will are come you, to Glasgow. Are you able to go to Glasgow because of the Euros? Oh yeah, you, oh, you yeah. should avoid Scotland yeah. at all costs. What, what's happened? I had a banter with the German fans over the uh, over the Euros thing when they were celebrating the nil-nil against England like they just won Scotland the fucking fans. trophy. What did Scotland, I say? you said German. Oh, German? Did I say yeah, German? Glasgow's not in Germany. No, no, I meant German Scotland. fans yeah. about something else. Yeah, yeah, German yeah. fans I annoyed in the, in a <laughs> knockout. There's a lot of countries you can't go to gigs in, <laughs> yeah. basically. Nah, did nah, you have I'm, a big argument with some Scottish people? Oh, we had a... Yeah. Just stay off social media! That's my life. Oh yeah, sorry. It is my life. I have to. No, I would. I'll come to. I'll come to Glasgow. I'm excited to see it. I'll sneak you in in a bin. <laughs> Can you not just <laughs> a wheelie bin? You had to sneak Sheeran into the UEA. Next, you've got me in a fucking bin. You've <laughs> yeah. fallen from grace. You really have. <laughs> Tell us about tour bus life before you go. We want to know. It's weird. You come off stage and then it's like, oh, I've got to have a shower before I get on the tour bus because you, you know you're obviously in the bus for maybe like five, six, seven hours. There's a toilet on there, but you can't have a number two, you can only have a number one. Yeah, Robbie, you, have, you like, were saying about these rules. Right? You have a PlayStation or an Xbox, you maybe have a, a hard drive with a thousand films on, there's a fridge, a couple of fridges full of snacks, you can, anything you can make using a microwave or a, or a sandwich toasty, you know, maker, that's kind of like the limits to what you can do right? in terms of eating. Mm. There's a upstairs lounge, there's a downstairs lounge, and then you can configure the buses to either have eight bunks, 12 bunks, 14 bunks. Sometimes the back lounge you can turn into a master bedroom with like, so that, you know, the star might have his own double bed. But I did that on one tour and then I realized that I preferred the bunk because the bunk's actually like getting into a little cozy coffin because yeah. coffins are cozy. <laughs> yeah. No, you just, sort of, you know, it's like a memory foam mattress and you close your curtain and it's pitch black. And you you know put your earplugs in and you kind of get rocked to sleep as the bus is driving. That's quite nice. And um, but the the double bed at the back ended up just rolling out of it right. a lot. I was single at the time when we had the double bed, so what I'd usually do is I'd have my double bed for entertaining ladies, and then after I'd finished entertaining, I would go and get in my sleeping bunk. Oh, and leave them in a double bed? Yeah, well, I'd stroke them to sleep first because I'm a gentleman, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Don't say stroke them to sleep. to sleep. No, like a nice, gentle, you know, like hairbrush. <laughs> you know, just so they knew that I was a nice guy. Whip um, them up a chicken lasagna before they sleep. Well, no, you don't want to just invite a girl on the bus and then, yeah. you know, have some fun and then just be like, see ya. Uh, we'll <laughs> well, we'll drop you off at the next service yeah, station. I believe awkward? it's Keel, Keel Services. Uh, there's a McDonald's and a Burger King here. Thanks for that example. Hold on, you are driving those women to a different place. Well, no, yeah, because that's the thing is you get on the tour bus. If they want to, so say you're in a gig and we once did a, a gig back in the day, with I was supporting Plan B and we're on a tour and this is, we just played Norwich, uh, Norwich Waterfront mm. and we had three or four girls on the bus and the driver's just come up and just gone, 
this is like 2006 or 2005 maybe and the driver's basically just come up and just gone like girls just so you know boss is leaving <laughs> and they'd be like alright and then well, you end up in your bunk with the girl which is like quite tight because you're in there doing whatever you know young men did back then <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you wake and they're like where are we going and you're just like <laughs> you're gonna rip switch and baby I'm, I'm like, I'm like I don't know. You just open your curtain. Like, where are we going? Benny, where are we going? Southampton. Close the curtain. You're going to Southampton. <laughs> and they're like, fuck. But at this point, you've already been on the road two hours. There's another like three hours to drive from like Norwich to Southampton. If, you're, if your tour is Norwich to Southampton, that is not well, been no, thought say, out. Say it was a 17-day tour. Yeah. But like, usually the bus, is, the bus drivers are fine with doing anything between four and five hours of driving. Mm. But you wouldn't do like Glasgow and then London. Yeah. You do Glasgow and then Newcastle. Or right. And then maybe Newcastle to Cardiff might be the biggest drive. Anyway, you have fun with your, your chick. And, uh, you know, she... What you wake up the next day like nine ten a.m. with the worst hangover. Maybe the bus has been parked up outside the venue for four or five hours, and then you know the worst thing is it's like you got these girls and they're just kind of like obviously their makeups all over the face. They're still wearing the same clothes they were, they went to the gig in, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, where, where they're like, where are we going? I'm like, I don't know where'd you live? Like Norwich? I'm like was Southampton? Like how do we get back there? And then I I would always make a point of either me or my tour manager really looking after like making sure people are safe because this is a fun experience it's like you know there's a transaction involved here yeah it's like I'm on tour I wasn't yet really famous or successful but I'm like oh my god meet the girls and like mm. I, I was a bit of a late starter with girls anyway so I'm like oh my god a girl wants to come in my bunk on a tour yeah. bus so but then they're also like that guy was just performing on stage ironic that you, you know, were on tour with plan B but you were there plan B oh <laughs> very zing, good zing. Um, but no then we'd always like say give them like 50 quid to ensure they and then get them a taxi to the train station and then always message them and let us know you got home safely yeah but it's the tour bus I mean like, you... I know some other acts who I'm not going to name names but <laughs> there's some other acts mainly uh, in uh, uh, you know the American uh, rap genre right okay because um, some of my mates have tour managed them and they tour buses in America are mental Mm. I mean, they're, they're generally single decker as well, but like really long, and they like they they go pretty hard. Like there's you know like kind of like orgies on the tour bus. Wow! And the driver would be paid off every night to sort of not say anything, and because he's got to like probably drive like ten hours between states, whilst there's the loudest music being played and weed being smoked and just girls getting rinsed left, right, and centre. And um, what would they not have their own dr driver? Would it always be a different driver? No, it'd be like the driver, but obviously drivers are like, you know, you, you say if the bus is only allowed 15 people on it, and then all of a sudden there's 35 people on a tour bus. Yeah. If he gets pulled over, he could lose his job. So American tours are generally quite, I've never done an American bus tour, but the stories I've heard are like, you know, and then the next day, these girls are kind of like carted off somewhere else and. You know, I don't know if they look after him and give him the train fare home is what I'm saying. Yeah, probably not. But like, I know that like the security guards will be there checking passports, you know, taking their phones, putting them in a bag so they can't film or take pictures. Oh, fuck. They, don't, they get their phones back. Yeah, yeah. But like, but I'm just saying there's like, I always feel like when I was in my crazy years, we were always really respectful mm. and honest and looked after, you know, mm. guys and girls, whatever, whoever was coming on tour bus. Mm. And I'm just saying it's still, it's a bit shocking some of the stuff I hear of what some other people I bet. Are, what are doing on tours it's like it's not very respectful not stroking them to sleep <laughs> no, when I, that sounds so creepy because I'm now nearly a 40 year old dad <laughs> but when you're 23 what I'm, saying, no, what I'm saying is like being on tour back then was a really fun experience being single mm. and like 
but I was just like, I love the company of females in general. You know what I mean? Like, like my, you know, my, my wife, my wife and I will go out and regularly, you know, comment and she'll, she'll go, check her out. She's hot. I'll be like, <laughs> you know, cause we've got a really like fun yeah. sort of like mm -hmm. honest, open relationship in terms of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've always like, you know, even when I was single, as much as I loved sex, I also enjoyed chat and conversation and laughing and mm. a fucking cuddle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, so that's why I think, you know, those, those times back then were just like, it was, they were really rewarding, mm. but I don't ever look back and go, that felt weird or sordid or, you know what I mean? No, nah, because you can enjoy those things, but do them in the right way. For exactly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm only saying that because I just think it's important mm. for, you know, all young men to have fucking mm. respect about the situation and what they're doing. So we'll and have to remember that lads when we do the happy hour tour next year. Yeah. <laughs> Especially you. Yeah. You better stroke them to sleep. As long as I've got room for my herb garden on the bathroom fight. <laughs> So you can confirm tour buses are the most rock and roll places on the, on the planet. Not mine anymore. <laughs> like, the most rock and roll thing now would be like seven bags of Monster Munch in one night. <laughs> well, that's pretty rock and I've, roll. I've been on your tour bus at the end of the night and you gave my friends your trainers. Yes. And I, and I realised when I got home that they were the limited edition Air Max 95s. Oh, um, no. And they were the OG colourway. I can get them back for um, you. Now. No, I actually went onto StockX and cause I called my mate at Nike and was like, can you send me another pair of those? He's like, no, we haven't got them. They're really exclusive. Um, so I went on StockX and paid like £500 for the same pair again. Fuck Probably from your mate. <laughs> but no, but, but you're, you've been sold back. You polished them up. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, it's, uh, I'm glad I gave them to him because he seemed to really make his day. It did. It did. Jake, because um, Elliot, Elliot gave one to Joel. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he gave both to Joel and then Jamie was obviously a big fan of him and then when he was outside Joel was like do you want one? And Jamie was like nah and because Jamie's my cousin and he wouldn't speak up for himself really so I was like just have one and now he's got one and he's put it on his shelf at home which is really there you go. it's got a nice home really cute Yeah, he doesn't wear them he's only got one he's got one and Joel's got the other one <laughs> what fucking idiots <laughs> What size are your feet? 11. Oh, they had no chance. Yeah, yeah. What I'm 11. What, what, I'm 11. I could have had them. Oh, I'll bring you some next time. Give me them. You, these, <laughs> no, these, give, him, give him one. These are, a li these are a limited edition Supreme they're, they're nice. They're nice. You you actually have... They look like bowling shoes. <laughs> you, you, no, they're nice. You have hundreds of pairs of trainers, don't you? In Australia, I've only got about 50 or 60. Um, only. In London, my whole spare room is probably 300 pairs. But I constantly... Like, apart from the exclusive, like collabs I give them all away constantly so fans most gigs after I meet fans I'm like I always usually say on Twitter or Instagram uh, anyone who's a size 11 wait around you might be lucky enough to get the trainers I wore on stage and I make them prove that they're a size 11 yeah. as well you know like sometimes there's people there with like tiny little size 8s and they're like I'll wear four pairs of socks and I'm like you will not these are going to go to a, a real size 11 but like my dad my manager my brother-in-law my father-in-law plus maybe two or three of my cousins all size 11. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I get sent stuff from Adidas and Nike and, you know, various brands gift me stuff. I get stuff come from LA, from Sydney, from London. So I just believe in passing things on because mm. like, I enjoy trainers, but there's only so many pairs you can wear. And then I also realised that sometimes you can really make someone's day by giving them a pair of trainers. I'm size 11, so there I'll bring we go. Them, Do you not get sent free trainers? No. Why? Because I'm a cunt. <laughs> Please don't. I'm only a ten. So. Um, what, your new single. Tell yeah. us about that before we leave. Uh, it's it's called Every Single Time, and everyone's saying it's the best song I've done in probably ten years. Do you, do you believe that? 
I do. The reaction to it, the first time I play it at a festival, it goes off. You, you saw it at the weekend. Yeah. It's, you're a very honest person, so here's a hard-hitting question. Anytime we ask people about their most recent thing, they always say it's the best thing they've done. No. This is the best, best, best thing I've done. Like I've released some, I've released probably five or six singles in the last three years, and some of. Well, I think All Night was probably a ten out of ten, right? Um, but some of the others were maybe a seven out of ten. Okay. But I feel like this new one is a ten out of ten. Where can we? It's everywhere. Everywhere. Are you asking how you listen to music? <laughs> yeah, no, I, just, I don't know if it's a Spotify exclusive. In thing, Norfolk, we have Deezer. <laughs> Deezer. Shout right. out to Napster. Anything you want to add, lads? Or well, I think we're there. I think we're there, aren't we? Be You're... respectful of young ladies. <laughs> We will. We will indeed. Is Erin in this music video? Because she was in all night. No, she, she? Doesn't, she doesn't want to be in music videos anymore. <laughs> but it banged last she time. Was, she was it? in like she's been in like four now, and she's up. Like, I just I just don't want to be in videos anymore. But she gets she gets the views up. She does when she's in her underwear, <laughs> but you know she's forty next year as well. She's she's in great shape, but she mm. does not. She should not have to sell her husband's music using her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think that's a lovely sentiment to leave Maybe it Maybe the next video I could get an apple near my ass film that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See if a fucking dancing yeah. worm pops out. Yeah. <laughs> that should go viral. Yeah. That's so good. Go and get your tickets to example when, when when they come out. When do they drop? When when now they, they're available now. Go and get them now on your website. And, uh, come follow me on Instagram, send me a DM, we'll have a little chat. Yeah. But please do Nothing go sorted, no nudes. Go and tell Elliot that you really like him on the Happy Hour podcast because we want to keep getting him back on and that'll really Yeah, make every us look eighteen good. months, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. This has been Jack Makes Happy Hour Podcast with Robbie Knox. See ya Robbie. Bye. Stevie White, see ya. Bye. An example. See ya, mate. Love herbs. <laughs> Jack Mates Happy Hour. Jack Mates Happy Hour is a stack production.